0: Welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polke, and I am the host of uh, this particular show. And um, The Journey is uh, a show that focuses on uh, stories of transformation, individuals who may have had setbacks in their life. And uh, via those setbacks, the setbacks ended up becoming uh, opportunities uh, for them to learn something about themselves, for them to uh, be able to transform into uh, someone that they were maybe intended to be all along. Uh, The other part is that we focus on um, certain aspects of reflection, being able to uh, look at Events that are going on, uh, things that I'm uh, experiencing, and maybe in my in my personal uh, meditation time or contemplation time. And uh, so, right now in this month, we are focusing on mental health awareness. Uh, the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this is uh, something that started in the 1949 is one the first time it was nationally uh, acknowledged and recognized that May was uh, this time period to celebrate, uh, not celebrate, to uh, this time period to be able to um, spotlight the this stigma that is around mental illness, the stigma that is around individuals who struggle with uh, mental and emotional setbacks and the idea that historically there has been this stigma around not only mental illness, but the stigma around seeking assistance. Last week, I had introduced this idea that what if there was a perception shift, a paradigm shift that we looked at taking, ourselves, taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally was similar to taking, our, taking care of ourselves physically. Um, the reason why I think there has been such a historical stigma was there this idea that for the longest time we had pathologized this aspect of mental illness. True. There is a benefit that when we look at depression, anxiety, mood disorders, schizophrenia, um, PTSD, when we look at these variety of different mental illness as an actual illness and a disorder that we need to, to seek um, medical treatment, that I think was, was part of the beginning of it, that it wasn't a character defect and similar to a substance abuse disorder and addiction, that there was this idea that there was something going on um, medically um, that it was more than just that there was something wrong with this person's character. But at many times when we start making progress in one area, then uh, there's a tendency for people uh, or society as a whole then to react um, that anytime we have some type of struggle, um, then it must be that I think that the term would be uh, a person must be uh, must be crazy in order to seek some type of assistance, or the the images of of back earlier um, pre nineteen eighties that there was uh, asylums, um, state institutions, uh, mental institutions that people would be sent to, and so so this idea of shining light on. The journey of seeking assistance when someone is struggling. That that one of the goals, um, one of the goals of this particular month, is to let individuals know that it's okay to admit that you're not okay. The phrase "It's okay to not be okay" is about breaking the silence and encouraging individuals to seek assistance, um, seek guidance. See, I think what happens many times is that when we um, have experienced um, some type of trauma, physical abuse, sexual assault, um, emotional uh, trauma, uh, in, in whatever form that may be within 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 a family, within from some outside um, situation, that if we struggle with, Um, something happening, uh, regardless of what the origin is, trauma or something that's happening hormonally or something happening, uh, that we're just not feel like we're functioning the way it was before. There's a tendency or a very common response with that is the sense of shame. And and for the definition of shame that I've most been able to apply uh, and utilize is that Feeling guilty about something is when I've done something wrong. Shame is when I internalize or I judge myself and believe others judge me that I am wrong. So it moves from the action or the objective piece of some, some type of behavior as, as guilt and turns into this uh, judgment on myself, that my character, that I, am, I embodied, that I am wrong. And that with shame, it's accompanied of usually silence. This idea that um, I don't want anyone to know that if I talk about it, if I reveal this, then people will know that I'm uh, less than. One of the hardest things that we can ever do is talk about those things that we want to forget forever. But as we all know, just because I want to forget about it, just because I want it to go into a box doesn't necessarily mean I have the benefit of amnesia. It it gets suppressed and pushed down and that it, it still is stored there and prevents me from sleeping, prevents me from having a sense of peace. It may come to me in the middle of the night and prevent me from going back to sleep. That this idea of talking about it seems to be um, counterintuitive. But essentially being able to find someone who is safe for us to go to is the beginning of that healing process. That somehow, by us bringing this shame, that seems to, uh, that seems to sit in the back of our mind, taunting us. It seems that by bringing it to the forefront, by bringing it out of those dark places in our mind, it seems like by exposing that light to that trauma the healing begins. It reduces the shame. As we know, it doesn't make the trauma go away, but it can start healing and reframing the story that we're telling ourselves about the trauma and about who we are as a result of the trauma. I believe without a doubt, that it's an honorable thing and I honor anyone that who has the courage to go into those dark places of shame and ask for guidance to this path of emotional liberation and freedom that it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be able to share with a with a, a close friend with a with a family member that this particular thing has happened this is how I'm now feeling inside and and the narrative that I'm telling myself as a result of it, it, it's okay to be able to be aware of and then admit that I'm not okay. And it's okay to be able to seek that guidance. It may start off with a friend who's safe or a family member who's safe. And it may also need to be able to go and talk with someone who can guide you through those dark parts of the journey. It may not feel right now that this particular situation, this particular incident may very well be um, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to be not necessarily the highlight of your story. The trauma is never going to be the highlight. It's about the recovery and the healing and the transformation that may very well come as a result of the trauma. It's about being able to transform that pain into some type of meaning, into some way of freedom and liberation that may not have ever come if something hadn't happened. I don't believe in my spiritual journey, I don't believe that um, that God causes certain bad things to happen. I think there's, there's too many things in life that already play a part in that idea of free will and human choice but i do believe from my own personal experience and as well as others that i've worked with that god as we understand him can very well be there in the healing process in the transformation that can happen through this through this pain and the darkness that we lie in if we open ourselves up to it and invite god as we understand him to walk along with us, along with our guide and mentor during this time period. Being able to recognize and being able to share the message that it's okay to not be okay, if that is what we're experiencing, and being able to seek that guidance is a big part of what we, in the month of May, try to share and get the message across. As always, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I encourage you that if there is someone who you know may be struggling in that darkness, um, please reach out, share this particular podcast, um, and and just be the light in their darkness. I look forward to being with you next week. Um, Be well.